Well, welcome, everyone. I recorded this particular podcast in September 2023 with Randy Shelby and Jeffrey White of J. White and Associates talking about automation. I think you'll find it interesting. So let's get started. But first, a little bit about federal publication seminars. My name is Todd Hatherly, and I'm the director of programming for federal publication seminars, and we're a leader in federal government contract training and professional development for over 60 years. Every year, federal publication seminars trains thousands of businesses, federal agencies, and individuals on legal, regulatory, compliance, and accounting nuances found in the federal regulations through nationwide classroom online in-house sessions. And this podcast is just a small sampling of important content you as a contracting professional can expect from attending an FPS program. Whether it's in person or online, live or on demand, you cannot find another source with breadth and depth of experience, knowledge, and content anywhere. So please visit us at fedpubseminars.com for more information. Today I'm talking with Jeffrey White and Randy Shelby from J.E. White & Associates, and we're going to talk about automation and specifically compliance. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about why that is important for the industry. Well, Todd, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why procurement compliance is important in the industry right now. You know, first of all, if you want to, if you want to stay competitive in this industry, you know, increasing the number of, of, of headcount within the organization these days, it's not necessarily an option because increasing headcount increases your GNA. If you want to go after opportunities and your your competitors aren't increasing their headcount, then you know you 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 just don't have that opportunity to, to do that. Mm-hmm. But from a regulatory standpoint, the compliance requirements are not easing up; they are increasing, and they will continue to increase. It just never decreases. So then, how do you bridge that gap? And what we're seeing our clients doing, and we get these inquiries all the time, is looking at how do I take the body of regulations and procedures and forms and all the things I have to do and automate it in such a way that we take out all those administrative headaches, if you will, and then streamline that process so that you know we utilize technology that's available to us to accomplish the things that otherwise we would have to spend time with a checklist trying to figure out how to do. That's that's why it's important. A lot of efficiency mm-hmm. taking that taking that stuff out to make it more efficient. Absolutely. But you know, Todd, it was interesting. Pandemic taught us a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because when we thought we all needed to be in one place at the same time in order for a business process to work, particularly what I call the procurement prevention process, right? <laughs> We don't need that. What we need is to be able to leverage the tools that we have with people who understand how to use those tools and who understand procurement. If you get those two things together, you can you can do it in any kind of environment. The other thing that we figured out is there was a lack of accountability during pandemic. So how do you know that your procurement folks are actually processing things the way they should process automation? Can also bring about transparency because they utilize the tools then there's a view of what people are doing through the tools themselves 
Absolutely. Yeah, so the idea of collaboration <laughs> gets turned on its head because now we're in a in an environment where we're we were we're in person now we're we went virtual and then we're back kind of in person but you still have to have to say, you still have the same goal and need to get things done and and the way to do it is obviously automation because you're watching everything you could see absolutely is what you're saying absolutely and it's interesting Randy I don't know if you're seeing it you know so much you know I know you just came from the government sure. from the government perspective but one of the things that we're seeing is that it's there's a high demand for good procurement people subcontract administrators, buyers in the industry right now. And, it, and, and that's been the thing for, you know, for the last few years. And what we're finding is just from a, an employee retention perspective, exactly. mm-hmm. I was if you want that. to recruit and, and, and retain good employees, one, they're going to want to be virtual. I mean, it's just out of the box. It's very, yes. a smaller percentage Old school like me right. prefer to press flesh and be in, in person talking right. to people. But most folks would prefer to have their dog sitting right next to them while they're doing all that thing that they're doing in the procurement process. Automating that is what happens. So if an employee can choose between a manually focused process virtually or an automated process virtually, they'll definitely choose the automation. From a government perspective, it was happening on the government side. Agencies were winning the uh, highly capable employees because they were offering remote opportunities. Mm-hmm. You bring up a good point as part of retention, even from a standpoint of this new generation doesn't stick around even when they are happy. Right. They always <laughs> try to see what is what the other side looks like. There's the grass greener, and a lot of times there's a lot of regret with that. But with automation – you can have an opportunity to train a few people that you know that will stay with your company or organization, and they can be the person that is your continuity piece. So they can now train the folks that are in and out of the door with less of, of a headache of trying to train everything. With the automation piece, you can teach steps that force people to do the right things. Mm-hmm as opposed to the actual understanding of the whole subject. Yeah. So from a perspective of size, who benefits more, the larger companies or the smaller businesses? Let's say the mom and pops. The answer is yes. Both. <laughs> they both do. So compliance scales based on the size of the business, the size of the contracts, the types of contracts they get. And obviously the smaller organizations you know, they want to be streamlined because they want to be agile, nimble, whatever they want to call them, be competitive. So they don't have a lot of the rigors put on them because they're smaller businesses. The challenge with that, though, is that they tend to subcontracting procurement and particularly compliance associated with them tends to take a back seat. Yes. Right. That's oftentimes for a smaller business. That's not even someone's full time job. Right. right. So they need automation. They need those tools to be able to accomplish it. And then you have those other side of the coin where you have the massive organizations, the large companies that are that are um, stole pipe into their various processes. The challenge with that is that being able to change, you know, manage change across that kind of enterprise, being impossible. able to train and onboard new people, you have to have automation in order to be able to do that. And so, so talk, can we? Can we demystify something real fast? Absolutely. <laughs> right. And Randy and I, we agree on this. So this whole buzz about AI. Right. Right. I know you asked me about large or small. Either one is going to be thinking, well, we're just going to take AI and throw AI at it. Right. 
there's a difference between AI and automation. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about that too. <laughs> it, it's, it's not that AI can't help you in the process, but it, you really need to understand your processes first and look at automation. AI is about taking data and taking what people are doing and then learning from that. Automation is simply putting things in place that are repetitive, that automatically do what needs to be done on an ongoing basis and taking out the human element of it. If you think at, uh, think about AI as the, having the ability to get smarter mm-hmm. and learn as people do things, there's a point in compliance where you can only get so smart. The regs are what the regs are. Right. And so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I certainly everybody wants to take a look at AI and I don't think that it's a bad thing. <laughs> We're looking at it as well. I just want to make sure that people understand that AI isn't necessarily the solution to your problems. No, it isn't. AI can interpret something differently than what it's supposed to be. Right. We've yes. seen that already. I mean, there's been cases where, you know, use AI and it says X, but actually you meant Y. Exactly. Only because of the algorithms and things is only as good as whoever inputs it, right? Exactly. Garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you got to be careful with AI. I agree. I think both of them are tools, and you have to understand the tools that you use. You know, yeah. a chef is not going to use a new knife that he doesn't know how it's going to cut if he's making sushi. You can't use a steak knife for a sushi knife. And right, right. I think it's the same thing with AI versus automation. It's a good analogy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes me hungry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Right. Mm. Good. So tell us what automation things are coming up that, you know, how are how are people adapting to this? How are companies adapting to the automation processes? Well, we've seen a couple of things happening in the industry. One thing is that people are trying to figure out how to take you know, tools that they have, like SharePoint, like um, Excel, mm-hmm. like those kinds of things, and come up with their own tool set to be able to, to, to do that. that that's kind of the... You know, uh, I won't call it the caveman approach, but I mean, it's the tools we have. So it's a very thing that kind of makes sense. Right. So we're seeing companies do that. We're also seeing companies trying to build their own robust enterprise level type of automation to the process. We're seeing some um, some of the software um, companies out there, the enterprise system companies trying to put some automation to the process. We've developed our own platform Mm -hmm. that does that CPSR pro docs. What we've done is we've taken a look at the entirety of how compliance works in subcontracting, all the way from the requisitioning process to the closeout process, including things like terminations and you know these things that 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 you know happen as a part of that process, and we've encapsulated into a, a platform where it ba- basically what people do is just, they take an interview, they answer questions, <laughs> and based on the answer to the questions, our our platform then says, here's how you really need to do this. Kind of AI. It's AI. <laughs> it doesn't learn because we've told no. them. We've told set it. Set the parameters. We set, set the, the parameters, parameters up. There you go. But yeah. the parameters are fairly straightforward because it's based on the FAR. Right. It's not things that we make up. If you can interpret a regulation, that's there. But then our whole goal here is to take out the administrative burden, take away all those repetitive tasks that people are doing, reduce the amount of mistakes that they're doing because they're manually, we call it hand jamming things into a process, and then integrate the systems that they already have. We're talking to a couple of companies right now. They have three or four different data sources to where they pull, you know, they pull from 
from where to pull information to create the um, the data set that buyers need to do something simple like process a PO. <laughs> so they have data warehouses that house all this information come from these various systems. What we say is stop the madness. Right. Because at that point, once that data is aggregated, the buyers still have to go manual to Word and Excel and create the documents they need to create. And what we do in ProDocs is we tap into that data warehouse and we pull that information in. So when buyers get a smart document in front of them, it's already filled out with all that key data that they already need because it's already existing in systems. All they have to do now is answer interview questions so that they can have a guided tour. Absolutely. It's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. A so, guided tour through that process. And you're basically filtering out the junk and getting the most important things Absolutely. up front. So cream of the crop. Absolutely. There's in any particular procurement transaction, forget about about what the clauses say. There could be two hundred different data points that a buyer would have to deal with when they're dealing with a typical subcontract or a procurement process. What we've done to your point, we've done filtering. If it's this dollar value and this kind of size small business you're dealing with and this type of prime contract and these parameters, then hit here's what points. you need to do. Yeah, hit these points. We, we prevent them from getting information overload. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try a scenario here. <laughs> we'll see if this works. Absolutely. I am a small business. I am a supplier. I, have, I, sell, I sell nuts and bolts to the government. And they have to be certain parameters, sizes. How does your business help me oh, in, ab- when I when I have to go and acquire metal and everything else to produce these things? Absolutely. So what we do is right now you have a procurement process because you're providing things to the government. So what we do is we put our software into your infrastructure so that when your buyers, your material planners, your your expediters, when they're actually going out and acquiring material. From a material planning standpoint, from a requisitioning standpoint, we can actually take information from the sales order and we can actually populate it into CPSR products so that when the buyers are ultimately placing those orders, it will tell them, hey, look, you didn't get enough competition on this particular part. You know, you need to do a price analysis when you're buying this material. You need a sole source justification. Oh, by the way, here it is. <laughs> right. We pre-filled it out for you. And from the government standpoint, we're also taking the information out of your contracts, i.e. requirements on steel. You can't purchase certain materials yes. from certain, certain countries. countries. Yep. We're right. putting that information into the process as well, and we're making sure that you hit those marks when it comes to the compliance for those elements. So if i got three suppliers of steel and one of them is China, You're, I'm not going to Big red X yeah. is going to come yeah. up on your screen. I'm like, wait, yo, I'm yeah. like, oh, they have the cheapest price, I'll buy it. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because it's going to ask you, based on where they're located, hey, how do you – how did you deal with you know any of the uh, the the Buy America Act requirements or any other higher standards higher standards foreign content? It's gonna it's gonna force you to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, makes it a lot easier for a buyer. Makes it a lot easier for the business to okay. do business. Absolutely, and it gives the government confidence from my perspective that if you're utilizing a tool like this to accomplish the things you need to accomplish. The government understands that you have a rigors, you have a process, you have things that you can follow, and the tool helps you through the process. I, I, I believe the more and more CPSRs take place that actually where the government's seeing the results of our, of our platform, and they'll see it. 
because it's consistent um, being driven through that process, they'll see that, hey, we can rely more on your system right? because we you have a tool that, that we know works. Has been proven to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another scenario. I'm ABC Defense. Yeah. And I have 10,000 suppliers. And I got huge contracts. And I got 15, 20 different buyers across my organization, across the country. How does this help? Oh, this is amazing. So what happens is each of your buyers will have an opportunity by contract, by requirement, to be able to ping specific requisitions that are ready for them to be able to process through the procurement process. Uh, and all the buyers can be doing this all at, um, at one time. As a matter of fact, we have a use case where people in um, Dubai that are, that are doing this, people in the Philippines, they are doing this. So everybody gets an opportunity to be able to process in a compliant manner across the entire enterprise any requisitions that come into our CPSR ProDocs ecosystem. It's, a, it's an amazing tool, and as a manager, you get visibility into everybody's analytics. That's so my you, next question. Yeah, you be. can see across the board. You can tell, hey, you know, I have, you know, the average wait time, if you will, for solicitation to be on the street. Uh, I can look at it and go, it's been, you know, 20.5 days, but I have this procurement person over here. They're in that 35 days. Mm-hmm. Why is why are they putting it out on the street so long? And their evaluation process is taking one day where everybody else is taking seven days. There's something wrong here. So now I can start to drill down to find out what's going on in that process. Um, it provides compliance reports that tell the, the, the managers, hey, you know what, you have a, an extremely high percentage of sole sources mm. in this program nice. that's tied to that program manager. You might want to take a look at right. that. That could be a problem. Does it help uh, like, like the ABC Defense Company uh, meet their small business goals as well? Absolutely. So the 640... Reporting? Yes. So, so right now, and where it's interesting because we're building out more of that technology. It's it's our our tool platform is um, pretty much going to be tied into the community. So we get feedback from people and you know new feature sets, and we can update it that way. But yes, it will allow them to run analytics, so we can see how that you know how the data is stored in terms of the size standards and all that. But ultimately, we're going to bolt on a piece. That will actually help them just press buttons and produce the reports that come up for small business. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you have any closing advice or information? Mm. I'm gonna let Randy take that one. So <laughs> I think from the standpoint of documentation, this is a game changer. Uh, when we're talking automation, when we're talking efficiencies, when we're talking about changer, uh, when we're talking automation, when we're talking efficiencies when we're talking about consistency across the board whether you're a small business or large business this is the tool that can help you solve your problems and get you to be more efficient and get you to be compliant and and from that standpoint i'm glad to be a part of of this whole process of building out a tool and continuing to approve a tool to help the community fantastic so how would they get a demo of products. Yeah, so the best thing to do is get in contact, go to jawhite.com, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll see a tab that says CPSR products. Click on that tab, and in there you can actually um, register for an actual actual demo. Um, you can either get in contact with myself, you know, Jeff White, 
jayyhite at jayyhite.com. You can get in contact with Randy Shelby, um, R. Shelby at jayyhite.com. There, there are many paths to enlightenment, <laughs> yes. and you can take any of those to get to us. Well, fantastic. We're glad you're here in Las Vegas and our, our FPS conference today. And I know for those that are out there in the audience, it might be a little noisy in the background because we're doing this from a big room, and, and so it's not a studio setting. But this is the way we like to do the podcast, which is kind of – off the cuff and organic organic exactly so appreciate your time appreciate you being here and uh we'll sure be talking to you again soon thanks thank Thank you appreciate the opportunity uh if you have an idea for a new podcast please shoot me an email at todd at fedpubseminars.com or go to our website and hit the contact us until then we hope to see you soon in a classroom near you